Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm head of school at Kirk Day School. And I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School. And I am Abby Karsten, the director of women's ministry at Kirk of the Hills Church. And today we will be talking with Abby about prayer as we continue our series on big questions for little people. Uh, prayer is going to be a fun topic to explore. We've got some great things uh, to discuss, but Abby, if you would, kind of give a history of you. You're a parent in the school as well, um, but would love just to kind of a quick background and bio on you. Yeah. So I have two kids at Kirk Day School. Uh, one is Estelle in second grade and Jonah is in pre-K. We came second semester of 2020 and we never got to come in person. Semester <laughs> that wasn't. That's right. I, I forgot that. That's right. We were supposed wow. to, we were supposed to come after spring break. <laughs> oh man. So we joined online <laughs> for that semester. Um, and we've been really happy to be in person ever since. I bet. Uh, yes, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Because you moved that same time, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. I moved the end of March. We started, I started my job and we started school two days later. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but my history with the church, so we actually were members of the Kirk when I was in middle school and high school back in the 90s. And now, um, yeah, so it was about, what, 20 years? And then, and now, now we're back. Yeah, and where'd you go to high school? I went to Westminster. I graduated from Westminster. I actually started at Parkway South, and um, then I went back and taught at Westminster for a while as well. I was I taught there for about thirteen years. What did you teach? Wow. Yeah, I, know that makes, I didn't realize it was. It was a long time. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. I taught math, economics, and middle school French. Oh. I'm learning so much. I had no idea you yeah. taught French right. or math or economics, right. but the French is. The wow. French was like a side thing that was <laughs> was kind of a delight and kind of one of those like random things. That so I'm gonna, I'm gonna practice my French right Uh-oh. now. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kevin, you're what the French call <laughs> laissez compitant. There you go. That's about I all I got. Gist. Well, yeah. my, That's all I've got. My dad wanted to speak French when we went to France and you know, a while ago. And his phrase was, <laughs> j'ai détesté les serpents, mais je fais le progrès. Which means, I have hated snakes, but I'm making progress. <laughs> wow. So, that's what I got. Well, that's awesome. And your dad's been a, your dad's been a guest on the podcast right. numerous times. He and I um, have a lot of banter back and forth. Um, have a deep appreciation for him, but it's great to have you on there. And it's no surprise that your dad tried to make you learn French for a trip. Oh, no, I was teaching him French for the trip. Whoa. He never okay. wanted me to learn to learn French. That was the first thing that I, the That's first major decision funnier. I okay. made as a middle schooler. And I said, I'm taking French, not Spanish. Let's see where, where I got, you know. That's awesome. That's great. Well, and you're married to Dave, who's Correct. okay. He's um, right. Yeah, um, great guy. And so you've been you've been director of women's ministry mm-hmm. uh, here at the Kirk uh, now for uh, I guess almost two years I guess eighteen months and, right. and, and counting, and so yeah uh, we'll we'll talk about prayer but what's kind of been what's been maybe the the high low the the biggest surprise and biggest blessing. That's a great question. So I would say one of the the things that I just keep thinking of it's it's. Maybe it's not a surprise, but it's it's a big blessing is that I get to do the things that I love 
And I totally didn't know that that could be a job that where all those pieces intersected. Um, because, and Taylor, actually, you have a big role to play in that because we were I sitting remember. in this office That's right. about a, maybe just shy of two years ago. And you're like, have you thought about this position? And I just, I just kind of laughed, actually. That's my first response. I, I remember this yeah. very vividly yes. because our, now our, our paths have intersected greatly yes. since then. Yes. yes. So it's just been a joy to do, to, to be able to teach, organize things, plan events, and also just sit one-on-one -on -one and talk about the gospel with people and hear about where women are in their lives and just listen and be there. So that's been a really joy, a uh, big joy. And then, um, what was the other question? I'll just. <laughs> um, biggest, biggest surprise and biggest, surprise. biggest joys. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, great. I think I answered that. Yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> Moving on. That, that'll work and keep on keeping on. Yeah. Great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us and just wanted to get an idea from, I mean, obviously you as a mom, but also in your role here, uh, how we talk to our kids about prayer. Yeah. Because it is a big concept, obviously, within the Christian life, and I think has a lot of different ways that it is exercised mm -hmm. uh, in mm -hmm. within, even mm -hmm. interdenominationally. And I mean, I, I grew up praying two prayers, and uh, that was it. And I don't know if it was ever a relationship. There was never that aspect to prayer. Mm -hmm. well, so it's funny you say that because my, I had almost the exact opposite. I don't know if right. I ever prayed the same prayer twice mm -hmm. growing up because I grew up right. Southern Baptist. And if you prayed the same prayer, then you weren't being original. You weren't trying to work on your relationship with God. You were being very false right. versus now understanding that it's a healthy balance. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So just um, starting out like and thinking through. You know, obviously, if we're going to teach our kids, mm -hmm. we have to have an understanding of, of prayer. So right. from your perspective, um, from from your studies, uh, tell us kind of, yeah, what we can do, how we can properly um, or not properly, but um, genuinely think of prayer, use prayer mm -hmm. in our walks with mm -hmm. the Lord. Yeah. So I will take a step back in a minute, but I do want to acknowledge that as parents, we have to give um, ourselves some freedom and flexibility and grace to know that as our kids change, what prayer is going to look like with them is going to change. And so maybe we'll get to that in a minute. But a great maybe point. there's not the you know one size fits all. Yes, as we, as definitely. We, as we say a lot because even I've noticed my kids' interest in prayer has changed depending on where they are. So. That's something we can we can dig into, but I think it is important to have uh, a fundamental understanding of of why we pray and start there. I know that that was helpful for me, even as I thought about this topic, because it's such a big idea. Mm -hmm. um, so I I had to you know look into what a few people said to kind of brush up on that. But one thing that I um, found was super helpful was. Um, and can, I, can I read the quote? Is that all right? Yeah, and yeah, I'll go say for my it. Words. Yeah. Um, so the, this is from J.I. Packer. God made us and has redeemed us for fellowship with himself, and that is what prayer is. And so I kind of tried to think about it for myself, and if I would, 
if I were to be explaining it to another parent, um, and maybe even my kids, and maybe slightly different words, I would say um, we were created to be in community with God. And so right now, since we are between, and the time periods between the Garden of Eden and Jesus' return to earth, prayer is how we gonna, we're going to do that. Prayer is how we're going to be community, have community with God mm. and talk to him. So that was, that was helpful for me to think about. Yeah, that's, that's actually really great. And, and for, for parents, um, just resources, we'll, we'll, we'll talk on a few things later, but uh, keep the name J.I. Packer kind of in your back pocket. Uh, he, wrote a, he wrote a great book that we'll mention later um, regarding this as well as many other subjects. But mm-hmm. um, thinking of that, that kind of communion with God and understanding that, you know, one of the things we talked about kind of pre-podcast was that relationship between child and parent of saying, you know, I've got a relationship with my kids, and it's not always my kids coming to me just asking me for something. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad, can you make our dog feel better? Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad, can I have this? Or, hey, Dad, I made my bed, so can I get this? It's, you know, it's not always this exchange of goods. Right. It's very much a relationship. I want to yeah. hear about my kids' day. I want to hear about um, I want to hear about all these other things. And uh, when I was in Nashville, um, one, one quote that changed my whole perspective on prayer was from Scott Sauls when he went in, and I think he's put this in a book and sermon and everything else. But one of the things that he would say is, you know, if you've ever felt guilty for falling asleep while praying, he said, that's like a child falling asleep talking mm. to you, you know, in mm. your arms. Like you would never shame your child for being like, whoa, why, why did you fall asleep on me? <laughs> and I, I mean, and, and I was like, whoa, that, that's awesome. To fall asleep in the father's arms and mm. prayer is so, it's such a sweet picture of communing with him, even as adults, you know. Yeah. That's a beautiful picture. Yeah, go I, ahead. Well, yeah, just, you know, in thinking about the other conversations that we've had too, in within this series, it all comes back to relationship. Mm-hmm. Because the relationship that we have changes even the way that we view prayer. Right. Right. It's not a, a list of wishes that we hope God grants, or it's not a, I'm going to pray because that's what I'm supposed to do. We, we pray because of, of our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what draws us close to him. Right. It's kind of that, that cycle too, that we have to, we pray out of uh, outpouring of what we think about God mm-hmm. and how we believe. But then sometimes when those feelings aren't there, we still pray and we ask that God would, would bring those back into our life too. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, too, there's a lot of lists of like, okay, different kinds of prayer, you know, the adoration, confession, mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving, supplication. And I think maybe for some people that feels forced and then for other people, that's a really helpful tool. What do you guys think about that? I'm asking you a question now. Oh, boy. Maria, you go first. You know, I, that's a – in some ways, it brings up my uh, confused history with the way that I grew up because it is so structured. Mm-hmm. And I grew up, you know, praying, um, you know, with one structured okay. kind of way to pray – and we only usually did extended prayer like that a couple of times a year during mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. Christian holidays. Mm-hmm. And um, like so Festivus. <laughs> so it it became it became so repetitive. Now I will say, 
after this is a couple of years ago. Uh, in fact, in the discipleship program that we have here at the Kirk, uh, the woman that um, I I do that with, we went through a Tim Keller series on the Lord's Prayer. And his big emphasis on that was if you want your prayer life to change, you have to start by the adoration right? and the praising of God. Because just right. like our, we pray out of a relationship with him, it's just, and that's what changes our prayers. I mean, that's basically his message is that if you start with the praise and the worship of, of God, it will change the way that you pray. And so since going through that and, and studying that, I think that has changed. So in some ways, I think those right. are helpful. Uh, but I definitely don't want to only impart one way to my chi- my children um, how to pray, for right. sure. I right. want them to see multiple ways of prayer. Yeah. Well, and, and I think immediately the thing that comes to mind is the Lord's Prayer, right? Because we don't get much of a glimpse into Jesus's prayer life outside that we know he did it and he was very um he was very committed to it but when it comes to understanding what we should pray and should being a very important word there not what can we pray but should Mm. we pray Mm. he says that and he's very clear and gives us he gives us a blueprint for it uh but i i would you know that's one thing that immediately comes to mind but praying the lord's prayer does feel very rote right it does feel very crossed denominational, almost somewhat anti-relational in the, in the way that we've made it. In the same capacity, I, I think of my dad. Um, Katie used to, used to always laugh um, very, very subtly when my dad would pray. He'd pray before um, any, any family meal or, you know, any type of family event or anything like that. And he would always start with, God, we love you. Mm-hmm. God, we love you. And then he would pray, you know, whatever else was was on his heart and mind at, at the moment. But um, it was so. And then, and then, uh, when my dad passed away. I remember m- my best friend from college. That was like his takeaway from my dad as well. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of interesting. Number one, that I had a father that that not only prayed and he actually prayed with me every morning before school, but that he had this cadence to give the adoration. And my dad would not be one to necessarily articulate that's what he was doing. Um, as much as he did in practice, but if he was to really unpack it and spend time, that's exactly what he would say he was doing. And so I think about that adoration piece and how that is essential when we're praying because we know God loves us enough, just like a child, going back to that, that he wants to give us everything that we want, just like we want to give those, right. those good gifts to our children. But in that adoration piece, unlike I want my child to praise me as the best father in the world, mm-hmm. It Please. feels good when they do, though, right? Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Right? Oh, yeah. Dad, you're the best. Right. I, I know, I know. <laughs> keep coming, keep coming. Um, but, like, outside of that, you, you do have this aspect where you have to have to stop and go, okay, but God is our creator. Mm-hmm. Everything we have does come from him. We need to pause and, and, yes, praise him for that. We need to praise him for that deeper relational peace that we are not left to our own devices, you're not left to our own sinful being. Mm-hmm. That God has come and, and he has sent his son to die for us. And that we have eternal hope. Not just tomorrow hope, but eternal hope. Because of that, that is worthy of praise. Right. Much more so than any, you know, uh, paternalistic or maternalistic relationship that we could have therein. Right. Right. That's something that's been um, a part of my practice for the past year or so, um, which is... It, maybe it's a happy accident, but I started swimming more in the mornings, 
and to keep track of my uh, laps, I would I would go through the order the ACTS acronym Adoration Confession Thanksgiving and Supplication, and so I would I would spend you know the fifty the down and back with Adoration first, and I I would always think of be thinking about things like nope we're not we're not to S yet <laughs> I'm, like, I'm doing my two hundred and I gotta wait I gotta wait till the next you know the next one or whatever, and it was it's been a beautiful way to shape my day. Um, but also to, to keep that as a practice. And so I think that is a big part of prayer is, is it's a practice. And then we, you know, through the Holy Spirit, receive so much back yeah. through the act of, of offering our thoughts and our voice to God. Well, and I think, too, you know, just to hit on the adoration piece. Yes, I don't want Millie and Tucker to walk up to me every day and say, Mommy, you're so great. We love you. Um, I mean, that'd be great, right? But 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 it's the acknowledgement of trust. Mm. It's the acknowledgement so of I I I mommy, I trust you to know what's best for me. And same thing when we come to the Lord, you know, Father, we trust that you know what is best. We're reminded that He is the Creator, and I am the created, because again, that will change the way that you pray really cool and of course abby you would take something physically <laughs> exercising <laughs> and make that into your prayer life which i love i love, love about you um that's that's There's a lot of back awesome. and f- i mean you know you see the stripe in the mud of the pool i don't know I, I, <laughs> gotta do something with that yeah no AirPods. i don't know how you swim <laughs> no i don't do that yeah yeah well but there is something that i i think is is, is interesting as well and in, and just talking about prayer so um i think for the first time in my life uh i was 19, I was spending a summer in Cape Cod, which sounds really glamorous and kind of was. Um, but I was, I was a camp counselor up there. And so um, I, I remember not having a card, not being able to go to church and really being in, in somewhat of a spiritual desert for the mm. first time in my life. I had grown up in a Christian home, very faithful in church, um, parents that loved the Lord. And then going off to college, it was a Christian school, and most of my friends, we all went to church together, and we kind of got to church shop freshman year of college, on and on. Then going to this place where you had people who were not just, you know, atheists, but you had people that were Jewish and those that were agnostic and on and on, I found myself trying for the first time to give as much effort as I could on my own in my own privacy of keeping my relationship with the Lord and how much that actually strengthened me through that and strengthened that relationship to know, just to to have to go through that exercise. But that daily discipline that had been really taught to me along the way, all of a sudden I found myself in that as well. And then when you go through really hard times, that daily discipline is still there. And it doesn't mean that the relationship has to break. Take a pause. But guess what? If you have that discipline and you come back to it and you're teaching these kids how to do it, then when they're ready to come back to the Lord, no matter if that is a season of life or if that's just a, a small, small window, they come back and they know what they're doing and they know how to reengage instead of this awkward kind of, I'm going to kick my foot and draw something in the dirt with my toes and, you know, right. head down. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing as as we were all talking, <laughs> even myself, prayer is, is hard. We can go mm-hmm. around and say, oh, it's, you know, yes, start with adoration. Yes, which is totally essential and what we all believe. But um, there, are, there 
are and have been seasons of my life where prayer is not something that I can, I feel like I can physically do. Um, I can't articulate the words or I feel like I'm sort of like lost and sort of numb in, in my own space. And so I think it's really important to acknowledge that. It's hard to do with a microphone in, in front of me, knowing that this is, this is going out to a lot of people, but I think that that's real and it's probably something that we can all relate to on some levels. And so that's why there are other, two other things that I hold on to. One, you know, the, the confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, right? Those are all also really important. But um, in Romans 8, it talks about the Holy Spirit interceding for us yes. um, with groanings. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've always held on to. It's like when I can't pray or I don't have the words, that the Holy Spirit is there and, and doing that like through me and for me. I don't really fully understand that, but that's right. really essential to what we believe. Well, and I and, and well. I, I actually was thinking the same thing because I remember one day, so I, I drive the same route to work every day. Then if my son has a soccer game and it's at, at the school or Whitfield, mm-hmm. I drive the same path. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to church on Sunday, so I drive this path a lot, yeah. but I remember so distinctly one morning I made this sharp, there's a sharp right turn, and I'm making this sharp right turn, and on this podcast that I listen to called Pray As You Go, it's a Catholic podcast out of Great Britain. For those of you Anglophiles out there, it's lovely. Um, and it, I remember them saying, ask the Lord to pray for you. Ask Jesus to pray for you. And I was like, nah, that's weird. And then they backed it up with scripture. And then I thought about it a little bit more because there's so many moments in life where we find ourselves with the depth of feeling in our hearts and we feel like, and I feel like this is so much of the human condition, right? We feel like we were created for a lot more than what mm-hmm. we get to offer this world. Mm-hmm. And our frustration and grieving and groaning to that word is high. And yet we are at a loss of words, but we're not always at a loss of emotion. Mm-hmm. And the only person who can understand that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for him to be a paraclete, as to, to use the, the fancy Greek word, be like I actually went to Covenant Seminary, even I did not, even though the two of you did. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> never mind. Retract. Just one in here. J- just one. Oh, even, good, even better. Good osmosis. Right. You've had some osmosis from Covenant Seminary, though. I think. Yeah. I, I think you picked people. it up. Yeah. I know personally. But but the idea the idea being though that we've got this paraclete, this interceder, the person who goes out and and, and really is for us. That's really sweet. And I mean, and I think about it as, like, if, if I've ever asked somebody to talk for me, like, hey, could you go tell that person for me? Like, it, and, you know, it's no big deal to them. It's a huge deal to me. And yet Jesus is ready and waiting. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah, it's vulnerable to pray. I mean, it's vulnerable to ask anybody for anything, uh, and especially within our culture. At the idea of asking for help is not uh, welcomed, right? We know how to ask for gifts very easily um but to uh, to ask for help about things that are hard is not something that that we do in, in our culture or just as humans in general very well so here's my question okay why is prayer not wish granting mm, yeah i mean you kind of answered that but, yeah. but let's unpack that a little bit because our kids are all raised in a disneyfied culture of when you wish upon a star uh-huh. Right, you and can be whoever you are. Yes, and I mean, I, I hear Betsy like, you know, and her, her bright and rainbow unicorn personality 
saying all the time, like, oh, well, it's a wish, and Daddy, if you would just grab this wit. And I'm like, no, like, stop, stop saying this. But prayer is not a wish. It's not a wish-granting thing. But so often we pray as it is. So why is it not? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And there's so many different ways that we can answer that. One, I think it's interesting, even before we talk about the wish-granting, we see Jesus pray really boldly, and also so does David in different mm-hmm. You know, serious, and other people do. Um, and Jesus, like, so anyway, between all of the people in scripture, we have the permission to ask God for things and, and really ask we and for things that are tough. You know, Jesus said, if it's not your will, like, can I get out of this? <laughs> you know, I mean, the fact that he prayed not to die. Right. Right, right, even though he knew that was his purpose. Right. I mean, you and, talk about and boldness. And he's God, right. Yes. Pretty, like, right. pretty bold, right? Pretty bold. Um, you know, Hannah is praying, and she is praying so hard and so impassionately that she looks like she's drunk. Mm-hmm. So we have we have these models of, of, like, big, audacious prayer. And then we have the responses that are wide-ranging from yes to wait, you know, a couple decades to know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one thing that we just like, ob- we can see in scripture that God is sovereign and he wants us to ask. And yet he never shows anywhere that, that it's like, well, if you pray, then I will do blank. Mm-hmm. So, so then we have to rethink, I think, what, where we go with that. And it must be then that prayer shapes us not us influencing God. Whoa. That's what, I mean, it's just, it's so well said. Sorry, it, it, it was so deep. It took a moment for my response to get okay. from where we went. I'm looking to, at you guys like, okay, are we good still? Uh, cut. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, Mary uh, Rolf, who um, edits the podcast, I'll just tell her to take that whole okay, part out. Yeah, right, no. Yeah, the, the, there's always such a contrast between our walks with the Lord and what we breathe, the air that we breathe every mm. day. And I think that's, I mean, what you just pointed out, right? That that we don't pray to influence God to change. Like our children can, you know, mommy, like, come on, I'll do this. I promise. Mm-hmm, you know, we, mm-hmm. he's not influenced by our, mm-hmm. our prayer begging, which is like kind of a hard reality. Right. But at the same time, he knows what's best for us. Right. And so, yeah, it is It is very different than the air that we breathe in our culture and just even as parents, right? He can't be convinced of something that's outside of his sovereign right. will. Right. Well, and this is where I would actually even very appropriately and friendly push back a little bit because I think about Lot. Mm. And how Lot prayed mm-hmm. to the Lord, hey, mm-hmm. yep. I, I please don't destroy the city. And God, right. God heard him. I was like, okay, right. right. But sure. I don't for the like, parable, like you don't, or where you know you don't have because you don't ask, right? Yes. And the you know the knocking and the, so it's a little mysterious. Yeah. It is, and, <laughs> yeah. and I think I think so often that's the other thing is that we have we we live in such a a rather an objective society, right? And it's only getting more objective, politically, socially, et cetera, et cetera. And my thought is, 
frankly, what we really want is we want a lot of objectivity and mm-hmm. humanness. Mm-hmm. And God's not always the most objective God in his personality. Mm-hmm. He is in the ultimate desire of what we what he tells us. But I, I think about that and I'm like, I don't think God was just like, you know what, Lot, because you prayed, you got it, man. Or, you know what, Moses, because you asked me for this, I'll do it. You know, it's not this twisting of the arm. It's it's truly this intercession, and maybe it, it, it is. I think it's a deepening of who we are as right. well. Even by taking the step to ask, we are being shaped. Exactly. Because it takes vulnerability, humility mm-hmm. to ask. Right. So I'm gonna, I'm and gonna, trust. And trust. I'm going to read this from Tishara Samorin, who's written a book on prayer. I'll, I'll give that more later. But this, this quote really, um, number one, it inspired the question that I asked, but I love, I love this. Um, she says, we don't pray the way people use magic. Prayer is not an incantation to wake a sleeping God. We pray as an act of hope in God's goodness. We pray because we believe that God, who makes no promises of our safety and comfort, loves us and takes care of us. And I love, I love that. Um, because it does often feel like we're trying to kind of rub the lamp and see if mm-hmm. the genie will come out. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what this is about. Right. But yet we kind of feel that way. And we, and honestly, that's what's, that's what's characterized in television, right? Right. We see the secular show that we really, really want, um, maybe to be like, oh, where's God in that? And then somebody prays, you're like, oh, there he is. And it's a nighttime prayer for somebody to be healed. And you're like, yeah, that's not really theologically correct. And, you know, the, the act of being, uh, having gratitude, right, that's very much talked about in the psychological world that, mm-hmm. that we all kind of live in. Brene Brown is huge in gratitude. Right. Prayer is not just gratitude either. That's true. Like there's part of it that is that, but it's not just saying thank you, God, for all these good gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it can't just be a wish or a list of thanksgivings. Mm-hmm. It can be that, but that's not all that it is. Right. Well, I think it's important to reiterate the God does not promise, what was it, safety and comfort? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. huge, that's a little, huge thing, that's right? That's probably the, the most provoking yeah. phrase in that quote to me because that's totally countercultural to think it is. we're it is. trusting in a God who does not promise safety and comfort. And, and not to preach too much here, but I, I'll express a little bit of, at least, I'll, I'll, I'll use the old Baptist term, testify here. Mm. Um, the thing that I've been praying for every night when we sit down for dinner, and we try to do dinner together a few nights a week, well, not say every night, but a few nights a week, right, is, is I pray for peace. Mm. And my definition of peace is not safety and comfort, but more of the emotional peace within our home because there you can be incredibly comfortable and not peaceful Mm -hmm. and and it's and that's the thing i've been asking god for that's the thing that we need that's the thing that my heart needs um as as the father and the husband and as the headmaster and friend and whatever else i am in, in my life um and i've been praying that and that's been that's been very and i mean very minute um, turn in, in my prayer, but it's been really helpful um, to wrestle through it. And a lot of that's coming out of just thinking about this in a larger context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we talk for a minute about like then actually what it looks like to pray with your kids? Yeah. 
It's great. And I guess this podcast is <laughs> for parents. Because <laughs> I'll admit, like, that's not something I, I want. I'm like, am I, are we, are we doing that right? Like, are we, yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. So I mean, here I am, like, I have a lot of thoughts and I can share with you. But when it comes to practically praying with your kids, um, I wouldn't say that we do it super consistently. You know, we pray at meals. Anybody's welcome to pray. Um, Jonah has these prayers that he calls, oh, that was that was short, but beautiful. That's what he says pretty much every time he prays. <laughs> Millie usually reminds us to pray. So, okay. yeah. yeah. And we pray, you know, before bed, you know, a lot of nights. Um, but that's something that we all we all need help with. We do. Definitely. Yeah. So what do you do? What do we do? Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of a believer in uh, something is better than nothing and starting somewhere. Um, so we're, we're going to do it even if it's like, even if somebody in the middle of our, our nighttime prayer like jumps up and like starts asking for, I don't know, something i where's my alligator? Like I need water. Can I have a banana? Even though it's like right before bed. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's kind of how I approach a lot of things in life. Like something let's, let's start somewhere rather than thinking we have to get it perfect sure. before we go anywhere. I try to ask them, uh, you know, sp- questions that incorporate the different parts of prayer. Like we talked about, like, what are we thankful for? Is there anything you want to say sorry for? Um, so the, you know, the idea, like, what do you want to praise God for? So we don't get to all of those every day. Um, yeah, no way, but yeah, <laughs> but we, we try, we try somewhere in the month to get <laughs> something like that. Well, and you know, one of the most helpful things I have learned in working with kids is there is short and sweet yeah. is, is not bad. Yeah. I mean, their attention span, like it is okay for it to be short and sweet. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Thank you. Yeah. 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 We, we, I would say the the moments of prayer for for us, um, I, I typically so we kind of at least in our house I put Anderson to bed, Kitty puts Betsy to bed. That's just kind of how we we've done it. So for Anderson, I mean, I just we outside of the meals, it's kind of the same prayer every night. Mm. Um, and a lot of it, my prayer, um, you know, we pray for our family members, mm-hmm. but then that other prayer is for him to follow the Lord all the days of his life. Mm. Like that, that's a day in, day out. That'll grow up to be a good husband and father, brother and son. And, and, and so we we pray that over and over and over. And a lot of that is more because I want him to hear my prayer for him. Yeah. And I want him to understand at some point in his life, I don't expect it to be within the next few years that there's meaning behind the simplicity. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we use. I mean, trying to do prayer with Tucker right now is right. kind yeah, of okay. a mess. Um, what isn't a mess? I'm just right? like that age group. I'm not saying yes, that yes. specifically three year, about a three Tucker. Year, no, a three-year-old boy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was horrible. Yes, definitely. Um, you've been there. You know yes. what that's like. So, yeah. And then with Millie, it's been interesting to see her kind of transition um, into asking for, and that's because of what she's getting here at school too, you know, is they're praying regularly at school, which is just as a parent. So Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, but we'll have her do the, you know, a prayer Then now I lay me down to sleep. Mm. She loves that one. But then I have prayed from the time that she was, you know, 
um, in my womb that she would know that God loves her, right? And that stays consistent throughout everything. And then it's grown as we've gotten older to where I've said, okay, well, what do you want to pray for? And usually, yes, it's her elephant um, and or her grandpa. You know, it's like the same people. She leaves a few people out, brings another few people in. But it is just beautiful to watch them develop. Uh, and, and obviously for our parents here, they're getting that here at school too, which is so awesome. So it's almost the consistency and the repetition of, no, this is what we do, not because we have to, right. but because this is our time to connect with God. Yeah, thank you. Those are really helpful for me to hear. Yeah. Well, let's talk resources. Let's let's wrap up with resources. And so, good. Abby, um, you've got three books with yeah, you. I brought my friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love to hear from you because two of the books I would recommend as well, but but you have one specifically for kids. And so, yeah. yeah. Um, so Kayla Hall gave this book to my kids for their birthday. Um, so Kayla Hall is the children's ministry director here at the Kirk, and it is called Anytime, Any Place, Any Prayer, a true story of how you can talk with God. Um, it's by Lauren Wiffler, and it's published by the Good Book Company, also out of the U.K., um, but I would say it is, it is theologically sound and sweet. Mm. And as an adult reading it, I was like, oh, I get it. I get the full picture. This is great. So it was, it was helpful for me. And then it's also written for children and, and it's illustrated. So that's nice. That's too. awesome. I love the color on the, yeah. on the yeah, front. It's, yeah. It's, right. it's nice. Aesthetic. Yeah. It's a very aesthetically pleasing it's book. Fun. And it does not look cheesy. No, it's very It good. is not cheesy. That's just it is great. Cheesy. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm going to read one quote from it. Please. Okay. Um, so it says, this is when you get the, f- the full picture of the Bible in here too, from, from creation, fall, and then, you know, redemption, Jesus comes. So it says, God's people prayed many times, millions of billions of times, until one day God the Father sent his son Jesus to earth. Jesus invited people to be his friends. Because he was God, talking to him was like being back in the garden. It was awesome. And because Jesus was a man, he understood his friends' feelings and their questions about living in a world spoiled by sin. And so I just mm. I love thinking about that because we see Jesus pray, and then we get to pray those same things, same things, but he knew what it was like to be here on earth. And so when we pray and ask him to intercede for us, it's not this sort of like, distant view but that jesus was here on earth and he intercedes for us because he was also a man that's, that's really awesome. cool yeah and the artwork is great it is i love that mm-hmm. and and from my from my perspective what i just heard was i got you mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. that's what i want to hear so often in life right mm-hmm. um right. being very truthful and vulnerable to all six of you that will listen actually i know it's more than that which is really humbling but it, it's true i want to hear people say i got you yeah and it's going to be okay and yet here's Jesus ready and waiting for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. I really like, I, this is not with me today, but Every Moment Holy. Oh, um, yes, that's a great book. for everyday life. Um, that was another thing, which um, I listened to a podcast by Emily P. Freeman. Um, she does the next right thing. But one of her topics is pray other people's prayers. So we talked about that a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Some, right. some traditions are like you do your own thing always. Some traditions um, encourage you know, the same prayer over and over again. And I think it's great to do both. And so sometimes when we're stuck, we can pray other people's prayers, prayers from the church that go mm-hmm. back centuries, like we have in the prayer in the night. Um, 
And then sometimes we pray our own prayers, but it's great to pray words when we don't know how to articulate them yeah. ourselves. Every moment holy is great for that. Yeah. I would give it two thumbs up. Okay. I found myself a couple of times where those are the words I needed yes. mm-hmm. more than my own. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to that express where we can feel something mm-hmm. better than we can express something. And so right. often God has used others to who have the gift of writing and language to express that better than we can. Yeah, definitely. It's great. And then we talked about J.I. Packer. Right. Uh, concise Theology. Yes. Uh, for those of you that uh, may not know that name, that is A-OK. Uh, but he's got this great book, and actually even um, in my, as my role as an elder in our church, uh, which is unrelated to my, my role as head of school, um, I've, I've get given that book and recommended it and used it because – it will ask those questions, and so for, I mean, uh, it's kind of even a guiding book for this podcast series because mm. it'll d- go from everything from like baptism to angels and demons, and you know, really hard stuff to things that are still hard but not as is is maybe dramatic as that to prayer and Jesus is a man, Jesus is God, and they're and it's like bathroom reader short. Right, I was gonna say, you know, they're what two to three pages. Per yeah. topic? It yeah. really it's is really concise. Yes. It is not like the systematic, you know, no. theology Great. book that's huge. Yeah. The book itself is only a couple hundred pages. Right. So put it in your put it in your backpack. Yeah, yeah it's spectacular. Um, and then the other book that I've referenced that I think is just a good practice of reflecting on prayer is to share some more in prayer in the night. Um, and she's writing it out of a place of learning to pray when she couldn't pray. Right. And going through a, a pretty dramatic time and hard time in her life, uh, and I, f- I found that just fascinating. Um, it's it's a very good book, and definitely has helped me just understand. That quite frankly, sometimes it's okay not to pray from the depth of my soul, but to but just to allow to to be to sit in there and practice the discipline of being with the Lord and not trying to always lead that conversation. Yeah, that's great. It's awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Abby. Yeah, it's thanks great for to having have you. me. Yeah, this was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we are out. And so as we wrap up, remember, if there are other topics that are coming up out of this, please let us know. But until then, we appreciate you listening, and we will see you soon. <laughs>